Hello and welcome to Uncaged, the official podcast of Broken Arrow Tiger Sports. I'm your host, Greg Spencer, alongside Associate Athletic Director Alton Lusk. Alton, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? We are here to talk Broken Arrow basketball. We've got both of our girls and boys basketball coaches here with us today. We've got Bo Wallace and Shane Coffey. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing great. Awesome. Well, we are on right at the start of high school basketball season. You guys are ready to play your first game next Tuesday. Let's start off with Coach Coffey. Tell us a little bit about how your preseason's gone, scrimmages leading up to this first game. Yeah, preseasons have been this preseason has been a challenging one in a lot of ways. We've been dealing with some injuries here and there, um, but we are finally coming back here healthy, going into the regular season. Um, but our kids have uh, have learned a lot. We've dealt with a lot of adversity. Um, but we're growing and, and we're just ready to get this season started. So you guys are coming off a 14 and 10 season in your first season, uh, first round loss to Owasso, but you've got some some young girls back from last year's team. Talk a little bit about your outlook. Yeah, no, so excited about this group. Um, they're they're a young basketball team. I mean, we've got two seniors coming back from a year ago. Uh, our best player is a sophomore, Mackenzie Mathurin. Um, but we've got 10 sophomores and one freshman. Wow. They're going to play some big minutes this year. So, you know, we're excited. I think our best basketball is going to be happening probably the end of January or end of February, which is the most important time of the year for us anyway. Um, we're just going to be learning a lot about our team here early in this first couple of weeks of the season for sure. Who are, who are some, some girls that have impressed you in some of the scrimmages that, that maybe you didn't know a lot about? But well, we have a freshman, uh, Brooklyn Smitherman. Um, she has done an outstanding job. Uh, she's a lockdown defender. Uh, she's somebody that can shoot the three. Uh, it's been nice to have Grace Pippet back. Uh, she's been battling an injury and uh, just seeing the, you know, just kind of pieces of her coming back to her original self has been really nice to be able to see as well. We've got a young lady that's a softball player uh, that came back to us this year. Her name is Macy Childers. And um, every day she just impresses me. Uh, she comes in with just a, uh, just kind of a mental approach that is of a winner, you know, and somebody that understands the little intangibles that's needed to be successful. And it's carrying over into the scrimmage season as well. And it's been fun to watch her play. I saw right. we'll kind of bounce back and forth between the teams. But Coach Wallace, you guys had a great season last year. One game shy of making it to the state tournament. A uh, couple big losses with Anthony Allen and Aaron Johnson, a couple others. But you got a lot of experience back. Talk how, about how your summer went, your preseason has gone and, and where you guys are heading into Tuesday. I think summer summer went really well for us. Um, played really well. I think we lost two games all summer long. Uh, one of them by one point, and the other one by less than ten. Um, and, and and those we just didn't hook up. And then preseason, kind of like Coach Coffee, we've had some injuries um, with with about four different guys. So uh, we're finally getting everybody healthy. This is the first full week that we've had everybody that we expect to play um, all on the floor at the same time. So uh, it's, it's been really well. We've played really well this, this, this preseason. Um, and then having seven seniors really helps us as far as practice and understanding what they're doing. And then we have six uh, sophomores that we brought up last year or freshmen last year, but they're sophomores now that we brought up. Uh, so we've got a lot of experience in the gym as far as, practice and, and understanding what we want to do and how we how we're supposed to do it so it's been really fun right now and just interested or just excited to get going talk a little bit about Connor Dow and kind of the you know obviously everybody knows he just signed with with Oklahoma State 
And he was a, a guy that, that last year was you know one of your leading scorers, but was not necessarily the team leader. Talk about his maturity and the offseason kind of experience he got in the summer. Well, I think Connor just works. Uh, it, it's one of the things I asked the kids the other day is how many shots do they think that he shoots daily? And, you know, someone said two, 300, and it's close to eight to 900 a day wow. that he's shooting. And, and that's what it takes to be a really good player. And I think, you know, he had the ability this summer to play on a high-level AAU team that got him exposure along with other guys that were getting big-time looks. And um, OSU just kind of kept coming around and calling me and asking me about him and his character and all that. And it's like, Coach, we, we just don't have a kid that can shoot it like that. So you know, not many do. No, not not many do, <laughs> yeah. especially at six six, and, and yeah. growth plates are still open um, as of last week. So um, uh, he, well, he and might he's a kid board. that you know you look at him and you're like, ah, he's pretty skinny. Like I don't I don't know if he he if he projects to be that high major player. But then you think about you don't have to go very far at OSU. A guy like Lindy Waters from a few right. years ago. I mean, he's a kid that I saw in high school. That when I I, I, I didn't think he's going to be in the NBA, and now look at him. And I think to me, Connor is better at the same stage than Lindy was. And so I mean, you don't want to project that necessarily, but I mean, when you have elite shooting ability mm -hmm. at 17, 18 years old, in, in this day and age, the sky's the limit. Well, and and OSU used that as a recruiting pitch to get him. Well, you know, they had Lindy Waters. A yeah, lot of makes the sense. Same things that, that they thought that he could do there. Yeah, and, and, and kind of staying on that same same wave there, you know, Mackenzie that you talked about, she's she's a girl that's getting a lot of attention at a young age. Talk about how she, how she handles that, and you know her maturity, the the visits and things, because a lot of kids they start getting those those offers at a young age, it might go to their head a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Mackenzie has uh, grown up so much in just the one year that I've been with her. Um, Watching her um, just be able to grow as a leader within our own team, first of all, has been really, really kind of a unique situation as a freshman coming in, and now you're going to be a big leader as a sophomore yeah. for our team. Um, but she's been on, I think she has over 23, 24 offers right now. And there's several Power 5 schools that are interested that haven't maybe offered just yet. But she has handled herself with just great poise. Um, she, I remember whenever I was recruiting her at the University of Tulsa, my first phone call with her, I think she was in the seventh grade. And um, it was one of those calls that I could barely get anything out of her, you know. And, and going through this process has been fun to kind of watch her just kind of grow and knowing how to carry on conversations with adults and, you know, learning more about programs on her side and, and now being able to compare what we do here at BA. Does it fit what it's going to do for her in the collegiate level? Bo, did you have 23 D1 offers as a sophomore? <laughs> Not even a sophomore at NEO, maybe. Sophomore in college, maybe. <laughs> how, do you, how do you keep those kids focused? That, that have offers like that is that a distraction for um, other kids on the team you know I mean I think everybody has a goal of they want to go to college um, they have a teammate that's being highly recruited how, how does that work out I think for me is the, the kids that I've had that are getting those kind of looks their maturity level is, is, is at a high level anyway so they don't take things for granted um, you know we don't there's no special treatment for Connor on, on our side um, he's treated just like everybody else. If he gets out of line, he doesn't do something. You know, I coach him probably harder than anybody else. And I think when, when you do that, everybody else just kind of falls in line. And so there's, you know, those guys are really good friends and, and there's really no selfishness and there's no animosity towards Connor. Um, there's actually a lot of, a lot of positive stuff. And, and even Connor's parents, they'll call other coaches 
to try to get other kids' looks. Um, awesome. And it kind of goes both ways uh, with, with some of the other guys and some of the other parents. So it's been it's been really fun for us, but I've never really had that issue because those big time guys just understand that they got to come in and keep getting better. And I, just to follow up on on Coach Wallace, you know, I think it's a, amazing when you have kids that are getting recruited at a high level. Um, just their presence in the gym, number one, it just means the, it means so much because they are the, should be the, your hardest working player in the gym, and those kids have to kind of mock that, you know, and carry on those those types of traits. And, and with Kinsey, she is the hardest working player in our gym. She's somebody that demands excellence in all that she does. From the collegiate level, you know, we've had several schools come in, you know, to watch us practice, you know, in September and October, and they're going to come to games. And our kids understand this is an opportunity for themselves to be able to be seen, you know, maybe for the first time. And with that, I think it helps them just kind of want to grow their game and elevate their game as well, which I think is important for our program to grow. Got you. So as we said at the top, both teams open up Tuesday night at home in St. Paul, but that game will be on AeroVision. But if you're local, come on out, support the Tigers. Uh, we'll also be live streaming the home game on the 13th. Um, talk a little bit about your opening schedules. You guys are both uh, have a couple tournaments coming up. You guys are going to have two tournaments before the start of next year. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Bishop Kelly tournament, kind of who's going to be in that, and then also talk about the the KSA tournament, which I believe is in Orlando, right? You guys going to be making that trip? Yes, sir. Um, Bishop Kelly, you know, this is the first year that we got into this uh, this tournament, and so uh, right now I think our first opponents, McLean, uh, don't know much about them yet. I'll get some film on them tonight. They play uh, Tulsa Central, so I'll get some film on them. Um, I know Randy Rutherford's the coach. Obviously, played at OSU. So oh, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. How long has he been there? He's been there for a few years, um, and so you know he'll have them discipline and and they'll do they'll do things the right way. So we'll have to be ready to go on that. Um, it looks like in our second round we could see Edison or Shawnee, and then you've got Mustaine, Bishop Kelly, um, obviously in the tournament. So it'll be it'll be a good tournament, good test for us, and then. We go to Orlando the day after Christmas, so just trying to get your kids focused back on the you know not the holidays and back on the basketball. Um, but being able to go to Florida and have some fun while we're down there and get to play basketball, I think it's going to be fun. What do you guys have to have planned on that trip for the the kind of off the court stuff? That's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them to know either. It was yeah, my sophomore year in high school, we took a bus ride to Orlando back then. That was that's a that's a long drive. Well in a bus. And, and, and we are flying, but well. part of the <laughs> part of the package is we get to go to uh, Disney and yeah. Universal or um SeaWorld. So and we've done this one other time. So pretty much we you're at the park all day. Mm-hmm. You get to come home and, and last year we or the last time we went, we kinda made an extra trip to go take our kids to see the blue man group. Cause I think that's pretty cool that kids might not ever get to see yeah. it. So we'll see, we'll have, we'll have something planned. That's, that's one of the unique things uh, about, you know, athletics and activities and things that the, some of the experiences that our kids get to go on. I've been fortunate enough to kind of go on some trips with our band and our cheerleaders and things like that. So it's, it's good to be able to do that off the court stuff as well. You can always uh, come to basketball too. You're, you're well, any, anytime I'm, I'd love to come, uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, that's, that's one of the things about high school basketball is you get three tournaments, right? Each year you get to be in three tournaments. And I think, you know, that, that, you know, counts for nine of your games. Usually talk coach, talk to me a little bit about kind of what those tournaments do and help building you to get you playoff ready. Well, I, I, I think 
for our program especially, you know, three games in three days. I mean, yeah. that's the way it's going to be in a state tournament, and we always want to win that first day. You know, and that's something that we preach to our kids from day one, and we, and we try to get that instilled. Um, I know we start out here at Bixby, and uh, it's a challenging tournament. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to have the number one, number two, and number three preseason teams in that tournament. Um, our first round, we're going to play Piedmont. Uh, hopefully we can take care of business. We just got film on them and trying to break them down. But if we're not, if we take care of business, we'll have Emma North the next night, and they're the defending state champs. Yeah. So uh, we're going to learn. Speed was was runner was up. Was runner up, yeah. exactly. So and we've played them three times last year. So um, we know a lot about them. And then Ebba Memorial is going to be that other team that's going to be in the hunt this year. Um, so this first week of our season, number one, we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. Um, you know, with us being a young basketball team in some key areas, particularly at the point guard spot. We're going to kind of initiate her by fire and just kind of see exactly where we are. But I think that first tournament is going to kind of just dictate where we are and what we need to be able to do. But as we progress into the rest of our tournament schedule, hopefully we're going to be able to kind of carry it over where we're going to be able to win our next two for sure, next two tournaments for sure. So, so talking about the, the point guard spot, does that mean you're moving McKenzie off to the, the two a little bit more this year? We're going to try to, yeah. to move her off a little bit. We've got a young woman, um, Macy Maricini. Uh, she's about 5'6". Uh, she is just a fire fireball. Um, love her to death. Uh, she has just a kind of a killer instinct about her, uh, but she is a sophomore. She's learning, yeah. just dealing with the speed, you know, adjusting to all of that. But um, this first week is going to be one where, you know, we are going to be praising her, telling her all the good things she's doing. And we're, we're going to just kind of bring her along lightly. And if we need to move Ken's over to the one spot at certain times, we will this year. Well, and that's the thing. I think this goes for, for all levels of basketball right now, but you want to have that interchangeability. You want to have a two guard that can be a point guard. You want to have, you know, small, like you look at the NBA right now and your center's got to be able to handle the ball. So, I mean, I think the more that you can then have people, you know, it's, it's like we were – I was talking to you guys on that email about graphics and positions. I feel like that, that outlook has changed so much because, like, you don't have to have that – you know, point guard, shooting guard, everybody's in my, in a lot of ways, you're either a guard or a forward, you know, that's very true. Yeah. And, and the kids today, they, when you talk about guard, power forward, small forward center, they're like, what? Yeah. They don't. <laughs> I mean, it's positionless basketball these yeah. days. And, and, um, you know, obviously coach Wallace and I have our systems and things that we want to be able to do, but really all of our kids can do a little bit of everything. They can put the ball on the floor. They can post up. You know, they can shoot the three. And, and I think that's what makes it very difficult for teams to scout you and, and put you in a position to kind of lock you down when they need to. Let's let's talk a little bit about Sepulpa. Obviously, this time of year, you're mostly just concerned about yourself, getting healthy, getting everybody ready for that first game, seeing where you're at. But talk a little bit about Sepulpa and, and the challenges on, on each game that they bring. Um, I had a chance to go watch them play Tuesday versus Sand Springs and then I'm actually going to go tonight. They play in Bartlesville, and I think it's two different games, and that's why I kind of wanted to see them again. Um, they're they're very young. Uh, when I watch them on the boys' side, they're very young. Um, they're not very big, and, and one of the things that we've been really focusing on is having five guys that can all post, um, and it doesn't really matter who it is. And we've we've been, you know, just precise about working on that and putting DJ in the post and putting justice down there and, yeah. and, and all those guys because I think our size is, is going to be be the best part of our season this year so well that's uh, what that's one of the things I love about your team is you can go five out right. and everybody can handle the ball but then all five of those can also you know cut through post up get them right. on the block isolated 
Yeah. And so and I think that's for me, I think that's what's going to be challenging for them. They start two freshmen. They've got one kid back that played significant minutes for them last year. So they're, they're going to be kind of getting baptized the same way that coach coffee was talking about with his kids is, is just, they got to be thrown in the fire. So, um, if if we don't take care of business, I, I'll be very not very happy. So <laughs> we should take care of business against Sapalpa that you know in this first first game for us. Well, and Sapalpa is known to traditionally have a, a lot of really good girls basketball teams. Talk a little bit about what you guys are facing with them. Yeah, we're we're facing something a little bit different than Coach. Um, you know that you saying they were inexperienced. They're very experienced. Yeah. They've got four returning starters. Uh, they've got a young lady that is signed with Oklahoma State. Staley Hurd is her name and. She's phenomenal. You know, I recruited her when I was at the University of Tulsa, thought highly of her at a young age, and um, she's just definitely just grown as a player over the years. But she's got a sister, Ty- Ty- <coughs> excuse me, right. Tyler Hurd, who is another just a sensational young woman. Uh, but they brought in uh, a move in this year. Her name is uh, R.W. R. McCorder's daughter. Oh, wow. And uh, so you bring in speed <laughs> at the point guard spot. So they definitely are going to add a little bit of a challenge to our team this upcoming year. Um, but we've really been working hard uh, to try to solve some of the problems that we think they're going to be able to do trying to attack and transition. We've been playing a lot of seven on five uh, yeah. this, this this last week and, and really kind of working on defending downhill drives and how we're going to rotate and how we're going to get that done to eliminate three-point shooters and, and things like that. But we know we're going to have a, a go up against a well-coached team. We know that we're going to go up against a team that is a veteran team. It's probably going to be preseason number one. Uh, we know that they're a team that's that's just chopping at the bit to get a you 5A know, state championship, and they've got to start somewhere. And they opened up on Tuesday, and we, had a, we, had, we were scouting that game as well. And while we were there, we noticed that, I mean, they won by 40. They beat yeah. Sand Springs, who was a Final Four team in yeah, 6A last year. So had some battles with we, Sand Springs. We know that it's going to be a challenge, uh, but we're ready for it. We're ready to take it on and, and, and see where we are. One, one thing that um, I think separates a lot of schools is coaching. Um, talk to us about the coaches that you have on your staff and, and, and really uh, propel your team to be better than, than, than most. Well, you know, for me is – I kind of brag on that we have five guys that played at the college level, you know, and, and everybody didn't play basketball, but like just, just being in a college program and understanding how it goes, goes a long way. Um, and I can't be more excited about them. I, just, I, I think the thing that I worry about the most is when, when one of them is going to leave, uh, you know, coach King does a great job. You know, he's our, he's our head assistant. Um, and he's been a head coach in some places. Yeah, right? he's been a head he's been a head coach, and and you know he's kind of taken a lot of our offensive stuff, and 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 I think as a head coach, it's hard to give up some of that stuff. And the longer that I do it, you know, I have to completely trust that guy that I'm going to say, hey, you're in charge. And not that I don't know what's going on, and not that I don't have my my two cents, but I try to let him have a little <laughs> bit of that. And then obviously having my brother on staff, uh, he's been a head coach. He's been at the college level as well. Um, he played at TU, so you know those those guys really help. Coach Trent is a, is a young guy that just got out of NSU, and and um, you know he's just very energetic, ready to go. The other day, I said, "Hey, I need you to put your shoes on and go out and play." He's like, "Let's go," you know, which <laughs> which we don't do that anymore. Most of us, him and him and Coach Chris do, and then Coach Humps is kind of like the godfather. You know, he's been around for a long time. Um, how how like, long has he been? I think here, he's at think? like thirty years, yeah. and he's seen okay. a lot of teams. So, so was he, he an assistant when you were? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was assistant coach when when we On the ninety seventeen. Yeah, when we when I played here. So just having him and his wisdom 
um, goes a long ways. And, you know, I can lean on him about a lot of things that he's seen or how to handle stuff. And, and he just, he's probably forgotten more basketball than most of these kids know. So, you know, that's, that's the beauty of our staff is I, I love it, man. And we just try to continue to get better. Yeah. I, I think you said something really important about uh, just making sure that, you know, if you can have a staff that's been here for a while, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Bixby football, for example, you know, they've got a great head coach, but I think a lot of those, what separates them is a lot of those coaches have been there with him for a while. Yeah, you know, I think Bill Haston wrote an article yeah. about that. Yeah, they're, they're not out looking for other jobs and being able to retain that talent at, at the coaching level, I think is crucial uh, for 6A1. Well, and, and just to kind of piggyback on that is I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, I've been a head coach other places, but being able to financially take care of those guys is is <laughs> is great, which, which is what our athletic department does. You know, um, I, I told, I told them some of those guys are making more than I made as a head coach at, at East central. So, um, and, and that, and that's nice to be able to do that and be able to provide that for them. And it's easier for guys to stay a lot longer when you, when you can do that. And then on the women's side, you know, I got hired here a little over a year ago and, um, had the opportunity to clean house if I wanted to, um, but sat down with our staff and just understood some big things. A big thing for me was relationships, and, and I knew that that was going to be a, something we needed for our program to grow. And this the staff that was here, they knew that. They knew these kids, um, and they bought into what we were doing right away. So I've been very fortunate as well. Um, I was able to hire one my first year, Alexis Golden. Uh, she was a BA Hall of Famer here. Um, and I, <clears throat> the whole reason I brought her in was to bring that winning mentality back, you know, and, and she's young, she's enthusiastic. Sometimes I got to pull her, pull her back a little bit. Cause she does get a little, get a little feisty, you know, on the <laughs> sidelines, but I love that about her. I think you, that's, you'd rather have that than someone you've got to push. Hey, you absolutely. Need to do that. Absolutely. But she's a, she's an up and riser, you know, and, and I think that that's something that, you know, as coach said, I would love to keep her as long as I possibly can. I think it's going to do nothing but help our program over the years. We just hired a young lady, um, Michelle Hazlip. She's our top assistant. She is a former head coach. Uh, she's been around in a lot of really good programs, knows the game. Uh, she's someone that is in my year I trust, you know, wholeheartedly. So that's been nice to have. And then his godfather that I have, I'd say, is my godfather is Jimmy Walker. You know, this guy, he's the legend. You know, he's been around for a very long time. And, you know, he's come across some hard times lately, you know, losing his wife recently and and everything. And basketball is his life, you know. So he is there for us every day and and does everything that we need. And then you've got Courtney Kaufman, who does a sensational job helping us as well. So really love our staff and, and know that we're in a good place, you know, for our girls and our program. Awesome. Talk a little bit about just kind of, you know, not necessarily the expectations every, you know, your expectations are always to get to that state tournament and have a chance, but tell me a little bit about like, what do you see? How do you see this? You know, what, what, what are your teams look like today? And then what do you want them to look like heading into the playoffs? What, what do you want to see the the evolution of kind of what they do and what are, you know, really kind of pinpoint, maybe what are some question marks that you want to see become realities? I, I think for me is a, I feel like our guys rely on their size and their shooting ability. And I think as we keep going through the season, one of the things that we've really tried to focus on is just doing all the little things, you know, blocking out every possession, you know, not giving a team two or three chances, and then just putting people away uh, when you have the chance to do that. And so, you know, with 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 a 
senior lady team, you don't expect to ever be rushed or any of that. And I think we've got some of that in spurts over this uh, preseason. And so those are things that we want to make sure that we continue to work on and not just rely on what we're really good at, but just make sure we take care of all those other things that, that really win games. Well, I know we talked a little bit about your, your interchangeability and your size on the offensive end of things, but I know when, when I watched you guys a few weeks ago at the, the scrimmage festival that you held, didn't really come out. You, you didn't like the way you defended in the first game, which you guys ended up losing. And then poor Norman North didn't really know what hit him in the next one because you, you, you talked with him and, and, and challenged him. And the defense, like that's that's where I think you guys can be very dangerous is, is defensively what you guys are able to do. Yeah, and, and we've kind of went to, you know, I've changed it up. And I think that's part of coaching is sometimes you got to look at your team. And I never thought that these guys were really great at one-on-one being uh, one-on-one defenders. And so just trying to do more as a team, maybe stay in the gap, maybe not deny as much, um, and then just use your length and make people have to shoot over top. So that's what we've we've really kind of – been harping at um, with, with these guys, but you're exactly right. I didn't think we defended very well. Again, it was just like, hey, let's outscore these guys. But yeah. but I know as we get into tougher games and you got to go play some teams that if you can't get stops, it doesn't really matter how great you score because you're still going to have a chance to lose that game. Yeah, and that's the challenge more than anything is is to get kids to realize like, hey, if you get stops, you're going to score more too. Because it's very rare that the teams you know will expend this effort on on defense and not be rewarded on the other end. Well, and Greg, and one of the things is that we talk about all the time is the, the, the kids have changed. Like, I think when we played, it was, it was a pride thing. Like I didn't want my parents to see me get scored on. I didn't want my girlfriend to see me get scored on. And now Excuse the kids, me, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I mean, I may have, Okay, but, but you know, you look at these and, and it's not just our kids. It's across the board that yeah. they would just rather score the ball. And if you get scored on, it's okay. I'm going to come down there and score on you on the other end. So just having some pride defensively and, and getting stops and, 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 <clears throat> Yeah, I, I haven't seen a team in recent memory that won a state championship without being able to really lock somebody down. Absolutely. That, that's that's the biggest selling point there is, you know, it's like if, if you're not in a state championship, go take your team and watch the state championship right. and, and see how they defend. Coach, what about you? Where do you see the growth potential for you guys? You know, I, I see a lot of growth potential. You know, one of the things that we're striving for is consistency uh, in everything that we do on both ends of the floor. Um, we play so well in spurts, and then we show our youth and spurts and and that can be frustrating you know to a coach and to a team and and whatnot but we've got to just learn from those experiences um you know i really think that consistency that team chemistry that you need it all starts with trust you know you've got to trust your players your teammates you got to trust your staff you got to trust everybody that's involved but uh we're kind of in the same boat you know defensively I, i feel like we we really can be good defensively we really can lock some people down uh, in particular matchups, but it's one of those things that our younger kids, in particular the sophomore class, when they were freshmen, they were beating people by 30 and 40. Yeah. And now they've got to understand that they have to value every single possession. And that's the work in progress that we're dealing with. But I really think that once we get there and it's something that they want, uh, we're going to be a team that, that's going to be tough to beat come February. And when we get into the playoffs, this is a team that I really think is a state tournament team when it's all said and done. Alden, you got any final questions before we wrap this up? You may have touched on this a little bit. Um, You know, I I think depth, how deep you are matters. Um, But who's that one kid that, you know, may just not quite there yet, but could maybe turn the corner this year and really help your team? I think for me, Justice Sutton is the key to our season. 
Um, I think he's he's got the ability to be able to do a lot of things. Like we, you know what you're going to get out of Connor. You know what you're going to get out of DJ. But I think he's that kid that is the chameleon. Like he can just he can change our whole season uh, depending on his consistency and and how he plays both ends of the floor. Um, I think his his ceiling is probably higher than anybody else's. Um, and I don't think he's tapped into it. And I've told him many, many times, I talked to his dad about it as well and just said, you know, if he turns it on, you know, we are a different team and we're really, really hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, there were games last year. And, you know, last year, he was as a junior, his playing time could be sporadic. There might be, you know, a 20-minute game and then a, a you know five- to ten-minute game. But there were games he gave you 20 points off the bench. And so I think a lot of times when kids, especially the ones that, that you know, that aren't a DJ or somebody that play from, from the get-go, but when you have that junior to senior year leap, a lot of times that light bulb goes on for kids. I, I'd be surprised if, if we don't see that from him this year. Yeah, I, I'm hoping we do. Coach, you're, <laughs> you're young, and so, you know, there may be one or two kids that, that you're thinking can contribute this year. Absolutely. You know, I, first of all, I've got a senior that started for us a year ago that I, that we need to be a difference maker. And, um, Tania Howard is her name and, and she's probably the most athletic player, um, that I've ever had the opportunity to coach. Um, it's it's just, we got to get that motor going all the time. And when she plays so hard, we're able to be a different team, you know, just like justice for, for the boys team. So that's something we talk about every single day. You practice the way you play and, and she's going to be that kid for us. If, the light switches on for her. We're going to be a different team as well. You know, I've always been a firm believer that you're going to have three, maybe four double-digit scores. And she's right there. She's that one that we need to be able to carry us over the top. Um, another sophomore that I think you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about right now that has just been on the rise as of late is Peyton Dolan. Uh, this kid is a shooter. Um, she has really bought into what we're trying to do defensively. She's not the quickest kid in the world. She, she admits it, but she's very coachable. Uh, she's somebody, though, that I think we're going to be able to throw in you know, and give her some minutes, and as the year progresses, who knows where she could be, but she could maybe help us to make a strong playoff run. I got one last question for Bo, just because you know, our relationship date, dates back over 20 years because you played for my father, and now here we are. You're now coaching your son really on the varsity level for the first time. What's what's that? Talk about him and what that experience is like for you. Um, I, I think I, I'm one of those guys that I ask a lot of questions of coaches that have been through that before because, you know, as as dad, you always want the best for your kids. But as as the head coach at Broken Arrow, you have to do what's best for the program. Um, and, and I'm very aware of that. And so there's a lot of times that, that I'll ask other players like, hey, who do you want on the team? Who who's this? Who's that? And you know, for for Devon, he's he's played really well and probably going to end up being our backup point guard. And you mentioned him. I also have my nephew on yeah. the team as well. So you know, I have two. And, and you know, I, I know how how people portray things. And uh, but I think the thing that other people don't realize is how much coaches' kids are in the gym. Yeah. And when I'm at the gym, I mean, you live he's it. there. Yeah, they, you know, so he's been living it for his whole life. And so, you know, he's he's put in the work. But He's grown quite – I mean, you can tell – he looked like a boy still last year. He yeah. looks he looks like he's becoming a man. Like, his, he's getting some muscle on him. Yeah. I, I'm impressed seeing him. He's, he's starting to he's starting to like the weight room. And, and, and I think the, the, the other thing for me is when we go home, I'm dad. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes I'll – We'll sit at the dinner table and I'll go, hey, man, how was practice? How was your coach, man? Is he yell at you today? At, you know, just kind of like as as if it's not me. Yeah. But just kind of trying to 
trying to keep a, a father-son relationship as well uh, because so it, it can get to that point where, you know, I'm just harder on him than anybody else. And I have my brother that does a really good job that goes, nope, you wouldn't do that to anybody else. Don't <laughs> do not do that to your son. And I'm like, and so he kind of reminds me as we get in the game because he can make one mistake and I'll be ready to take him out, but somebody else could make three or four and I'd give him another chance. So I, I think that's one of the things that, that I have I have tried to educate myself with. You know, I've talked to Coach Garcia and, and Coach Martin and even Coach Savage about how do you handle that with your son. So um, hopefully hopefully I do a good job with it. Coach, any final thoughts about your team before we uh, call it a day? <laughs> just excited, you know, uh, hungry. I mean, our kids are just ready to kind of quit beating on each other and just go yeah. compete against somebody else. And, and Tuesday night can't come quick enough. You know, we're just ready to get this season started and just kind of begin this journey. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Uncaged. We'd like to remind you to watch BA Tiger basketball on AeroVision. Come out and see the teams play. We got both the 13th and 16th home games, and then we'll have five more home games after that. A lot of local games as well. Well, uh, Alton, any final thoughts from you? Excited. We're indoors, baby. Love it. <laughs> all right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.